Sabrina Francis is as brave as she is charming. The Grenadian Chanteuse fell deeply in love with music in her childhood, but began her professional singing career in her late teens. Like many singers in the Caribbean, Sabrina held down traditional jobs in order to provide for herself. Though she appreciated the opportunities, she was convinced that her soul could only be happy if she was doing music full-time. Sabrina began working the local circuit in Grenada. Local gigs turned into regional ones, and eventually international. What is remarkable is that Sabrina is not performing sets of the proverbial reggae, calypso, and soca songs. She prefers to perform jazz and songs filled with Caribbean and African rhythms infused with jazz. Sabrina decided to grab her career by the horns and face her challenges head-on. To follow your own plan and strategy by offering your own style of music, when most would advise against it, takes tremendous courage. Sabrina did it and is winning. She says that she had to adhere to her own authenticity. Like most young West Indians, she loves the soca genre. But... She admits that it is not her home, sonically. Now on the cusp of a 14-venue tour in three of Europe's most popular countries, Sabrina Francis is out to prove, yet again, that a little Grenadian girl with a dream and an abundance of talent will be the Caribbean's next success story on the global music scene. The melodies and lyrics that she has packaged deep in the mountains of Grenada will be introduced to audiences under the bright lights and bustle in cities in the UK, Germany, and Switzerland. Sabrina Francis is the perfect blend of discipline, determination, humility, and talent. Listening to Sabrina's music is like sipping a glass of fine wine, surrounded by light rain and cool breezes, while observing the last bits of a Grenadian sunset. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the story, thus far, of Sabrina Francis. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30. is one of the Caribbean's rising stars and she will be in your headphones sooner than later. Trust me. Sabrina Francis, welcome to Planet 30. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, a special occasion that I am here. Hmm? Oh, it's extra special. <laughs> Yo, so you're from Grenada. I am born and raised Grenada. What was it like growing up in Grenada? Well, first of all, let me ask you, what does Grenada mean to you? It's where I have molded my personality for the past 27 years or so. And it's really a rustic kind of place. Grenada is like, it's a destination for tourists, but it's not a very touristy area. It's very underdeveloped, but in the most charming way possible. Mm -hmm. And so it's allowed me to stay very grounded and rootsy with my approach to life in general. Many people say that uh, pound for pound Grenada is aesthetically the most beautiful island in the Caribbean. I've, I've heard that. I mean, I, I've taken it. I've taken, I've taken it. 
I, I'm, I'm, I've read it. I've read it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's very lush. It's green. Right now, I'm in the studio, and we're in the mountains of Mount Agnes, and every direction I turn is a mountain with just greenery. So, And yeah. it's not, and nobody built it. It was just there. That must be an amazing experience recording with, with that type of scenery. It's what I need. It's awesome. Oh, my Once goodness. You leave, I mean, Grenada is not... You go nowhere in Grenada and find, like, a huge city, you know? I'm not a city girl by any means. But even when I'm in the town of Grenada and I take a step up to the countryside or to the mountains or to the studio, it's like a breath of fresh air. I'm telling you. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what was childhood like? Well, I grew up in um, Made St. Patrick's. Don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's the ultimate north of the island. It's right next to the Welcome Stone. And I grew up with... I have four brothers and four sisters. Oh, big so family. family, yes. And it's a very musical family because my mom used to... She used to sing Calypso when I was younger. Oh. And... I mean, Calypso was the main thing on the island at the time, but at home she would listen to a lot of contemporary music, jazz, and so on and so forth. And so my music now is strongly, strongly influenced by that part of my life because I've, I've molded what I've been listening to at home with what the music of Grenada sounds like. It's an interesting merger. And we're, we're definitely going to get into that. So, this is, so you, you grew up, so does everyone in, in the family play, play an instrument or sing? No, we are, we are a vocal, a vocal and pen and paper kind of people. Ah. So we've been taught to just express ourselves with uh, words, writing, poetry or, or songs. I think I'm the only one who took it, my mom and I are the only two people that took it really to the next level. Um, but I have a younger sister, Jamila Francis, who's an amazing writer and an amazing vocalist. And I perform some of the songs she writes. She's not really into the performing thing. So I, I usually perform some of her songs. That's amazing to have a sister that's good on the pen. <laughs> so when, when did you sort of know that this was the path you wanted to, to trod? <laughs> well, honestly... Up until I was 18 years old, I did not think that my music could have been something that I, I am able to do for a living. Just because the main music in Grenada is uh, soca, reggae, dancehall, calypso, and none of these things I do. It doesn't come natural, naturally to me to do it. Um, and the kind of music that I do naturally, just it wasn't mainstream at the time, so it was just a hobby. But one Christmas Eve, I had just a guest appearance on, on the lineup of, of a show. And then my pianist, Dita Brockhalter, heard me. And after that, we wrote, just for fun, actually, many songs together. And I had a couple of jobs. Because, you know, I'm just coming out in the world. I'm 18. So I had a couple of jobs. And I was just miserable all of the entire time. And then when I quit my last day job... I realized, and that was like four or five years ago, I realized that music is really what I'm supposed to be doing. And from the time I started, all those years ago to now, the reception at home for the style of music that I do has multiplied. Mm. So, so, so quitting your job was a calculated risk? 
was sink or swim. Sink or swim. Do it or, or stay here and be miserable. Trial by fire. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and you and so you've been working as so you've been working as a musician full time in Grenada. Yes, and I'm telling you that <laughs> that pushes your level of creativity to new bones. It's it's, a, it's really a beautiful challenge. Amazing, no regrets. <laughs> no re- zero, absolutely no regrets. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> so okay, so that's how you got into music. Okay, but so let me ask you the question: if 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 not music, then what? What what would it have been? What's the alternative? Probably would have been an accountant. I, I wanted to study finance and accounting. <laughs> and it's so funny that right now, the biggest bane of my existence is doing the accounting for my music, for my music career, for my business. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the most painful thing. <laughs> I heard a lyric recently. That said, I, I'm I'm on vacation every day because I love my occupation. Facts. <laughs> and that, that really, I feel that in my in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> As the comedian Country Wayne says, "Let that sizzle in your spirit." <laughs> I'm feeling it, you know. So I'm really happy that I do what I do. Question: What yeah. can, what can make the journey easier? for Caribbean artists, particularly those from smaller islands, in your opinion? I think what I noticed, because I haven't really studied many, I haven't really studied many, you know, cases from different islands. But what I noticed on my own island is that a lot of the musicians start off um, doing a lot of covers. Although that's great and it could be implemented into a strategy, I think it's really, really important to create your own music, make your own sound, write your own uh, tell your own story, come up with your own kind of expression, because then that makes you stand out. You have something to sell to the audience, probably outside of your own region, and that's very, very important. Mm. I think that's what I would say. That makes it, to me, that's really what kept the flame going, is that I was able to create constantly, and still, I still do. Well said, well said. Now, you mentioned that before um, it was accepted, the genres you were doing were it was it was it was sort of topsy turvy. Describe your music to to, to the audience. Actually, <laughs> this is something I always have such a hard time explaining, but I think I got the hang of it. It's an eclectic feel, <laughs> and it, it implements my Caribbean roots with R and B, pop, soul genres. And with some traditional African songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a beautiful, emotive blend of my expression. <laughs> well said. Well said. Well said. <laughs> so, do you, so do you think that you're breaking uh, barriers and knocking doors down for some others that may want to come with something different? I think I'm definitely trying. I'm not sure that I've broken down barriers as yet, but I feel like I'm on my way. I am on my way to the UK, Germany, and Switzerland in November to perform. We have like 14 shows lined up. Um, We're already selling tickets, and we're going to have some music to share and a new audience. And it's just amazing that that is possible. I could come from an island of 100,000 people, and that's not even a city in most places, 
and I can go out and play 14 venues in the space of a month and, and make a living, share my music. It's amazing. And I hope that in seeing me do it, other upcoming artists, especially in Grenada or just in the region, could see that it's possible. Are you Are you excited? Of course. And I think this is one of the only tours that I've been excited, excited about because <laughs> when I just started, because I've been to uh, Europe before to perform, but it's always on a let's try this for fun basis. And I was never as prepared as I am now in the sense that I'm very confident in what I do, in my sound, in my expression. I feel like it's just a true expression of what I am and the things I want to say. And so I'm very excited to share it. I'm excited because I tried different songs. I played around with different things. And I'm just very comfortable in myself as an artist. Much more than I've been before. I'm not there there yet, but I'm much more than I've been before. So because of that, I'm really looking forward to it. Where, where have you performed before in Europe? Well, I've performed in Italy, Austria, the UK. I've also been to Switzerland. Um, I've been to Spain. Yeah, those songs about it, about right. And these were like one-off gigs. These no, these were a few, a few shows in. And again, I'm I'm, I'm an independent upcoming artist, so it's not like you know a thousand venues sold out stuff. It's just small shows, maybe two hundred, three hundred people around. Still a lot around the country. <laughs> okay, they're wonderful. So you've done mini tours in essence. Mini, yes mini tours and okay. this one is also kind of a mini tour but bigger than i've done before and and from my understanding you're you're taking your band i'm taking my treehouse band so during the 2020 lockdown um grenada we had to lock down for a while and they had this restriction that we could only have like 20 people at any uh venue at a, at a point in time and so because i wasn't playing i wasn't able to earn anything my team and i came up with this idea to have a very exclusive concert with Sabrina Francis in the mountains and we built a space where there's a breadfruit tree in the, in the middle that's like Grenada's national food fruit I don't know what it is it's a vegetable <laughs> on a tree it's a veggie on a tree the, um, I think technically it's a, it's considered maybe a fruit I, I, what was the definition they said but fruit but it's not sweet at all it's like our national dish it's in our oil down and we eat it with salt fish and whatnot. no of course of course <laughs> But yes, so we put a breadfruit tree in the middle of the room, and then it's very ambient, there's lights, candles, and we invite 20 guests to come up to the tree house, and they sit around the tree, I stand in the middle, right next to the tree, and give them headphones, I do an hour performance of my music, and oh. the band that, we're do, what, that we do that with, I'm going on tour with them. All original tracks? All original tracks. Wonderful. So I've seen I've seen some of the footage on YouTube. Um, and there's several performances. The audience should go and check that out. And I mean, it's just phenomenal. The the ambiance, the the acoustics, just the vibe. It was just like I I, I said to somebody, this this is this is like good wine music. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it is. I want people to just sit back with a glass of wine and enjoy. Um, and it's a completely different, although it's nice online as well when you look at the performances. When you're in there, I can imagine. And you have the headphones on and you could, all the bass and the mix is perfect right in your head. 
in your ears and you're there among the, the, the sound of the night and the lights and everything. It's really a special experience. I love it. I love it. It's one of the best things to come out of 2020 for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sabrina, uh, what, one must ask the question, <laughs> why didn't you dabble in soca? <laughs> I touched on this before. <laughs> so, do, do, you, do you really think that you you wouldn't have managed? I, I'm just I'm just teasing, but um, you know most most um, artists from the Caribbean, whether they like it or not, they sort of have to start in soca in order to be heard. I really made it. A, the thing is, soca does not come naturally to me, and I always feel like my expression in music should always be authentic. And even though I'm Grenadian and I love soca, I, I can't go off it and not have soca and enjoy soca. I listen to soca when I clean my house on a Saturday morning. But it's just never some. I didn't grow up consuming it. I consume different music. I consume my mom's writing, my sister's writing. We, we would, like the, the way I grew up, soca wasn't really a big part of it. And so when I try to write it now, it just feels so foreign. Mm. I actually made an attempt because in Grenada, every every time I perform, I always get this exact question: When are you going to do a soca? <laughs> so after I really fought against it for a while, and after a while, when I got much more comfortable in myself, I said, oh, "Let me try this." Can't hurt. And actually, wrote a song called "My Girl" that I released on uh, International Women's Day this year, and it's it's my attempt at a soca. <laughs> but it's still not 100% of soca. It's up-tempo, it's uplifting, which I think is the essence of soca. But it's also Sabrina Francis. And I cannot come to the conclusion, and I say this all the time, that I'm just going to write what I feel like writing, and who love it will come. And I know soca lovers <laughs> that was able to appreciate my My Girl and my Make Your Moves, which are like my attempts at soca's or my attempt to blend myself with, with Soka. And I want good feedback, but I'm happy that I'm able to still stay true to what my expression is as an artist, but lend from different genres, different things. Understandable. Understand. <laughs> so I won't hold out hope for a Mr. Killer Sabrina Francis collaboration. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll try. And Mr. Killer and I did a collaboration once, but on a small scale. You know that he had this reggae style soca called "I'll Rock Your Boat and Turn It yes. Over." I'm the the person singing it in the background. Okay. Killer and I had like a, a a moment in time when we were working on music together. He would I would always be in the studio with him and helping him write and stuff. So I have a feel for what it should be, but it's really not my. It's not my go-to. <laughs> it's not my forte, you know. <laughs> so, who who are some of your favorite artists? Speaking of um, other artists, I mean, in a, of any genre, who are some of your favorite well, artists? Right now, I've been listening to a lot of African music. Mm-hmm. Haven't, haven't we all? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, but especially since I took when I was working on my second album, I feel. I took an inspirational trip to South Africa and Mozambique. And I worked with some musicians and um, some singers. And it was truly an amazing experience. And I think I just got a bug from there. And I started really consuming 
the music. How did you how did you connect with those musicians? I reached out to the musicians that I knew in Europe and asked them what contacts they had in Africa. I googled online. I mean, the internet is such an amazing thing. You won't believe it. It really is. The great connector. <laughs> I am telling you. I would say so I connected with them just through the internet and through uh, just networking with people that I know within the music industry and got some recommendations on who I could work with when I'm over there. And it was such a productive trip. Be- being know? a woman of, of African descent, did you, and many people experience this when they go to the continent, did you feel a sense of home, of belonging? The place just like, I mean, in a sense, it's just like Grenada. Honestly, the people, it's just, they just speak a different language. And everybody, like music, music is just a part of their day-to-day. It's not something like the way I could sing in Grenada and everybody's like, oh my God, you could sing. It's not like that over there because everybody could sing. <laughs> everybody could sing, everybody could dance. And it's just part of it's amazing. Part of their daily lives. Sort of the definition of that saying, uh, music is not what I do, it's who I am. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I went to, uh, there was a, a celebration of a man who was, did great things within the community. The name is escaping me. But we went to a university and just sat in the audience. And a couple of people did a speech. And then they would just sing something. And then the entire audience, just people off the streets, tuned in and it just sounded like a choir an mm. impromptu choir everybody harmonizing i hear one off note but anyway <laughs> we don't need to go down this rabbit hole of how much i love south africa no south africa i don't know this is certain countries that you know just produce awesome singers <laughs> probably i think my first exposure to south african music was as a child with uh, Lady Smith, Black Mamboza. Mm. Yes, well, actually, that's so funny you said that because the group that I worked with, they are. So the Lady Smith, Black Mamboza is the first generation, I believe. Uh, yeah, because I think they're like on the second generation now. Right. So the fa- there's a grandfather and the father in Lady Smith, Black Mamboza. And then the grandson is forming a new group called Young Mbazo. Mm. And that's the group that I worked with. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, they're on the track I'm Awake that I have on my... um, I'm Awake and Papa Manny. I have it on my second album, I feel. All right. That's, yeah. that's a definite... What were you saying about Lady Smith Black Mbazo? I'm sorry? You were saying something about the Lady Smith. Oh, yeah, no. Lady Smith was my first exposure to... I Well, like, that I can recall... To South African music, and just the harmonies are just arresting, man. It's just like, whoa. Yeah, it's like, intense. These brothers could sing, sing. <laughs> <laughs> but in such a, I don't know, I love it. But you were asking me as well the kind of music that I listen to, and we kind of went off on that tangent. Yeah, yeah, that. well, the, you know, favorite artists. Yes, I listen to Simi. Yemi Alade. Yemi Alade. Yeah, there's a young upcoming uh, South African guy called uh, Mtunzi. Have you ever heard of him? Probably not. No, no. I listen to him quite a lot. And my playlist is like, you know how people have like thousands of songs on their phones at a time? I just have like five or six. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because music is, music influences me a lot. Like, meaning it could influence my mood. So if I'm listening, like, 
some people could listen to their just put their playlist on shuffle and just play and any song that comes up <laughs> it's just like they could enjoy that i can't i really can't i need to have like a certain segment of music because then if i listen to it on shuffle i'd be when i come out i feel like i just stepped off a roller coaster <laughs> wow so I'm, I'm, wow, making no, I'm I'm very specific about my playlist as well. Like, I have to if I'm creating a playlist, I have to love the song. I mm. I, I want to create. I always create playlists where I don't have to skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing something and I have my headphones on, you know, I, I just don't want to. You know, I don't want to have a strip teeth suck my teeth and be like, nah, nah, <laughs> not you. Even though I like the song, it's very important what my mood is. Because if I'm in a, like a, a high mood and then a low song comes up, or just I, I need to be very specific, as you say, about which songs come after the other. So at any given time, I only have five or six songs on my phone that I listen to on repeat. And when my mood changes, I replace it with another six songs. Okay. <laughs> There's a method to, to this whole thing with Sabrina Francis. Interesting. Any 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 American artists or jazz artists? Oh yeah, I love uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Mm-hmm. I used to listen a lot to Chrisette Michelle, but she hasn't been doing a lot of music recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Chrisette. <laughs> Who sings "Take Me Back to the Distance"? Yeba, I love Yeba. And I see that you did a cover with uh, Corinne Bailey Ray. Yes, I did Corinne Bailey, but she's English, isn't she? But she's, but, yeah, she's but she's half Grenadian. She is. I did not know that. I think she is. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think she is. And I'm gonna have to edit this out if she's not. But I'm gonna research. <laughs> <laughs> we'll research it. I'm pretty certain she is though. Okay, maybe that's why Miss Spirit gave her so much. So Sabrina, tell us about your creative process. How do you write? You know, are, do you have to go into a room with candles, or <laughs> what's your process? <laughs> I usually I don't need candles, but I usually need a quiet place. Mm. And these days, I've been writing to like little ideas. So if I heard something on a little melody on a guitar, I'll have that loop on a loop, and I'll write. Um, some ideas to that or write a song to it according to how inspired I am so I just wrote a song today actually I'm, I'm actually just putting on the finishing touches and I I kind of sat to this little piano melody I looped that and I wrote a song hmm. it's pretty simple because before there was a time when I used to wait until inspiration hit me and then I would end up writing like one song a year <laughs> Can't wait on uh, can't wait on inspiration. You gotta chase it down. No, inspiration too slow, Papa. So you have to. I have trained myself to sit, so I can write on demand now, which I'm quite impressed with myself about. So if anybody comes and say, "Hey, Sabrina, I need this song for such and such," I could sit and write a song, and it amazes me because that that wasn't something I I used to be able to do. But the more you you do it, the more you practice, the better you become. And awesome, awesome. I, I like no, I like that. I like that because I mean, even as a writer, sometimes you sit and you wait and you wait and you have what is called you know writer's block. And so I guess sometimes you have to force yourself into into the space. Yeah, 
can't literally push past. And not everything you write is going to be a good song, you know? Um, especially when I haven't written in a long time. I tend to, like, the first couple songs I write, I never really like. And it's almost like uh, this example that I have in my mind. I think Ed Sheeran said that when you open a pipe, you have to let the dirty water Mm, like that <laughs> and I feel like that is what writing is for me if I haven't written in a long time I feel like I get rusty and then like the first two three songs it's just I don't tend to, to like it but when I'm getting to the flow of it things happen I, I often liken it to the gym like you know if you take about a two month break from the gym and you go back that first day it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> I said mm-hmm, because like I have to go back to the gym I think next week, because Grenada was on a lockdown and all the gyms and everything was closed, but our numbers are getting better, so we should be able to go back to the gym soon. And I'm going to experience what you're talking about. Well, you know, (laughs) just push through, like you said. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about about the discipline and motivation, and I'm, I'm quite interested in your answer about this, especially being an artist, like we mentioned earlier, Surrounded and, and shrouded in Caribbean music mainly. Talk to me about the discipline and motivation that it takes to do what you do. Honestly, I'm not a very disciplined person. And I know that a lot of artists are also not disciplined. Like the creative people tend to be very chaotic in their day to day. But it's been something that I've really, really been working on. I'm, trying, I'm using calendars, I'm writing notes, I'm doing sticky notes, I'm getting myself to a point where I feel like I'm, I have everything in control. But every day is not like that. Sometimes I really struggle to stay motivated. I think the important thing is for me anyway is to have people on my team that are motivated when I'm down and so they could push for a little while until, until I, I get the energy to come back on. But you seem like a self-starter though. I am in a lot of ways. I, most of the time I am motivated, but there are times when I, when I struggle, mm. you know? Understandable. We are human. We are human, but I really try to never let too much time go where I'm not doing anything to further my career, whether it's reading an article or observing another artist's performance or writing a song. I always try to. As long as I'm here and awake, I want to spend as much time as possible without draining myself to do something uh, that is geared towards furthering my career. Mm, understandable. It's important. Little things. You don't have to be, I don't think that you have to be on goal 100% of the time. But even when you're down, try to pull the energy out to do something that benefits whatever it is your, your main mission is in life. For sure, for sure. Who or what inspires you? <laughs> My mom is a great inspiration to me because she's a good, a genuine good person. Um, and I have somebody on my team. His name is Dieter Brockhalter. He's my mentor and my pianist. And he is also, I think I'm inspired by genuinely good people, people who just do things to put positivity into the world. They walk in the earth and they mean nobody no harm they just want to spread love that these are the kind of people that inspire me and with inspiration you're working toward being successful 
Now, define success for Sabrina Francis. What is success to you? Success for me, let me outline it for you. Draw the thing. I want a plot of land in the mountain. I want to have a very comfortable cabin, cottage. I don't know what you want to call it. I want to be able to plant fruits, vegetables, whatever it is. And I want to be able to live like that for at least six months out of the year. And then I could come out into the world, into the city, and work, and then go back up to the mountains for the next six months. That, to me, is how I intend to live my life. In, like, in 10 years' time, that's what I want the structure of my life to be. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, no, I'm such, a, I'm such a city slicker that um, that's fascinating to me. I love city I like life. Bush. I like Bush. Uh, well, first of all, I, I haven't spent any like lengthy period in any city at any given time. The most I've spent in a major city is like seven days. So it's not normal to me. Right. To look around and all you see are buildings. It's it's kind of depressing, honestly. I like a, I like a little bit of noise. I like architecture. Oh, no. We are completely <laughs> not. We are complete opposite. I like I like conveniences, delivery. <laughs> I mean, I love convenience. You know, one of the best things for me is Uber Eats. There you go. When I, when I travel, <laughs> I don't, whoever make Uber Eats and Uber, big up your whole self because they really make traveling a blessing for me. Well, you know, when when you when you are a successful artist mm. and and you have the capital, you can have people bring food to you up in up in the bush. Exactly. All of that, I don't have to... Success for me is not worrying about day-to-day things like food and bills and electricity. Once once I could live my life and spend my spend my days focusing on things that I genuinely want to do without having to worry about basic needs, if then you, I would consider myself successful. So if, if you ever have children, they'll say, Mommy's in the bush this month? Yes, Mommy in the bush. For, well, they're going to be with me. So it all through this, this this homeschool as well. <laughs> they're gonna be with me. No man, they're going to school. The thing about Grenada as well is that it doesn't it's not very far to get to the bush. Mm. The mountain is walking distance from the school. So it's not they don't have to do no major hiking. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you do need that, that space and solitude in order to reconnect with yourself. Yeah, it's really important for my state of mind to have quality time with myself and quality time with the environment. I'm not like a hippie, but I <laughs> I really enjoy being by a river in the bush. She said, I'm not a tree hugger, but... <laughs> no. I mean, I love trees. I have a song I have a song lyric that says, I sing to the trees and they sing to me. <laughs> no, no, no. I sing to the wind and she sings to me. The mountains sway in harmony. I sing thoughts to the trees, and they all agree. I'm not crazy. I'm free. That's the lyrics. Mm, mm. <laughs> Definitely defining your 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 ethos. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Sabrina Francis. But I know that it's important to be a part of the world and to contribute, you know, to society. So that's why I want to spend half of my time in solitude, in a sense, 
and half contributing to the world. Now the entire Sabrina's Treehouse concept is coming full circle for me. I understand now. Ooh, you see? All it takes is a little chatting. <laughs> Now, Sabrina, in the last six months, you mm. did six music videos. Yes, actually. That's we coming back to the motivation factor now. And not only motivation, I'm I'm a very I don't want to say controlling, but I could I could be very, very precise about the way I want things. And sometimes it's it holds me back. So I would have songs piling up and piling up and they would never be good enough. To put out into the world you know mm. and so in order to just let go a bit and stop being so so much of a control freak i challenged myself for 2021 to be consistent in my releases and i challenged myself to release one song with a video every month for at least the first six to seven months i think the last song I released was in August. So these were, these were all new songs that were you know yes. never before heard. Never before heard. I oh, perform wow. them live every once and again, but they never were they, they were never officially released. Ah. Um, so I worked on them, recorded them, had them mastered and mixed in Switzerland to a standard that I felt was I was okay with, and then. One by one, I put them out into the world. Mm. What, what's your what's your connection with Switzerland? You mentioned a couple of times. Um, is that one of your favorite countries? Switzerland to me is like a version of Grenada with just like much more money. Mm. They're so friendly to the environment. They're so, I mean, they're more organized than Grenada. I mean, the Caribbean in general is very relaxed. So oh, yeah. much with their lifestyle. <laughs> But it's such a calming place. You, you ever been to Switzerland? I have not. That it's on my list. Let me tell you, you need to go to Switzerland. You could just walk. You walking by, and there's a spring, and you could just drink that water. The water tasting like heaven. I don't know what to say. It has some beautiful places in the world. Oh yeah. And if you know, if you have the chance to visit, do so. Don't miss it. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Of all the European countries I've been to, uh, Switzerland. Has evaded me thus far. I need to, I, I need to jump on that as soon as we're able to really, re, we're really able to go outside. It's amazing. Like, I don't see homeless people in Switzerland. It's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. My connection is that Dieter Burkhalter, my pianist, I mentioned him a couple times already. He is from Switzerland. Okay. And so I've visited a, a couple of times, and he used to own a music school there and everything. He's really into music. Um, and that's that's where we connected. Gotcha, gotcha. Which one of your singles is your favorite? What's your, what, what's your baby? At, at, at times it, it differs, you know, but right now, and for a, a few months, well, it's been no way. Because, mm. yeah, it's, it's, I feel good. Da, 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 da. It's just a nice little group. And I love it right now because it's just an easy, chill song. It makes my heart feel light. And it's actually one of the first love songs, or at least the first positive love songs I've ever written. Positive. I've written songs about relationships before, <laughs> but it's always about how man hot me. <laughs> and how, you know, negative stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and No Way is about a positive love. 
Right. I feel real good. My 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 favorite of your singles is "Free." Ooh, that's the lyric about nature that I have. To. That's also one of my favorites. <laughs> I lo- I love that song. I love it. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's like real. It's vocally loaded, and I really one of my dreams is to sing in a choir. Hmm. One like a huge choir, just to be a part of it, not to like lead it. <laughs> Tell me this. I would like to lead it too, but I really want to be a part of a massive choir one of these days. And uh, free, I was able to just do a lot of voices. You can um, you can actually put together your own choir. I'll try. <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> the choir I want, I wanted to already be. I can take on the load to direct a choir. <laughs> There's pressure. <laughs> We touched on this a little bit earlier, but the tour, your mm-hmm. upcoming tour uh, this November 2021 uh, in Europe. Give us a little more detail, like where, which countries are you going to? Um, what can fans expect? Mm-hmm. Well, we are, and I'm very excited about it. We are going to Germany, Switzerland, and the UK. I think we have the most shows in uh, the UK. And if you go to my website, sabrinafrancis.com, I have right on there all of the shows and you could get your tickets on the website. But we're playing in places like Bristol, The Stable, Holborn, Pizza Express in London, uh, Birmingham, Mansfield, Bishop Stortford. In, in Germany, we're playing in a place called Outbix. Always avoid trying to pronounce these things. I don't want to butcher <laughs> the people language. Uh, in Switzerland, we're playing in Zurich, Bern. But again, if you go to the website, sabrinafrancis.com, the tickets and the venues are clearly outlined. And hopefully you find somewhere that you want to you want to come see me perform. Yeah, so for the audience, if you are in Europe... Or if you are going to be in in, in those three countries, um, please please get a ticket and check out Sabrina Francis. You yeah, will come not say be, hi. yes, bringing the treehouse to Europe. Yes, exactly. That's the idea. <laughs> Sabrina, which artist do you can you see? Could you see yourself collaborating with? Ooh. <laughs> I would love to collaborate one day with Simi. Mm. And there's a Jamaican artist. I don't know if you know her, Savannah. Yep. I love her. I can see myself collaborating with her. And Chronics. Of course. <laughs> of course. Everybody wants to collaborate with Chronics. No, he's Chronics. he's dope. He's, he's great. Awesome. <laughs> he's awesome. I just love his expression and his positivity. I love what he's doing with the music. You know, because the music industry could be very saturated with um, sexuality or just negative stuff, which is part of life. There's nothing really wrong with it. But I really like when I see artists trying to create a balance. Right. It's like, do, do all of y'all got to do that? Let's <laughs> <Huh? laughs> sometimes you ask yourself, do all of you have to do that? <laughs> yeah, you know. So I love to see when, I, when people trying to shine a, a different light. Again, sex is part of life. It's not. It's not like oh, don't do it. I just like to see us singing about different things, different life experiences that everybody could relate to. Right, right. 
Are you one for uh, putting things in the universe, like writing things down, manifesting? Um, manifesting, no. <laughs> but I write things down so that I could remember it and make it real in my mind so that I know that I want to work towards that thing. Because if I don't write it down, it kind of just goes into the void and I never refer to it again. But if it's on my list, then I will take steps to make sure that I get it done. So, although your music is extremely positive, is very soothing, um, human beings are multidimensional. Yes. Does Sabrina Francis have a guilty pleasure song or artist? You know, when you when you when you're all alone and you look around the corner and there's nobody there. Do you, mm-hmm. did you what's your ratchet hip hop song? What's your then you have me calling people ratchet, yeah? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying, when I say ratchet, I mean, what, what's the song that we would least expect? You know, whether it be hip-hop or dancehall or something, or soca. That's your guilty pleasure. <laughs> listen, I listen to um, Old Lady Foster. <laughs> Who? Old Lady Soft. Old Lady Soft. If you don't, where your man and I mean, Cardi B is, is in everybody's eyeline. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, she's there. <laughs> Whether I'm looking for it or not, I listen to her. I, I, I get her music. What, what would Sabrina Francis tell her 12-year-old self? <laughs> My 12-year-old self. I will tell her to invest, invest in your health. And everything you do, girlfriend, prioritize your inner peace, mm. your peace of mind. You cannot function in life or achieve anything if you're in turmoil. Yeah, that's what I would tell her. Understood, understood. <laughs> Couple of uh, quick questions here. Either or. Yeah. Sunset on the beach or juvie? Sunset on the beach? or You mean what would I prefer? Yes, to yes. Sunset on the beach. Sunset on the beach. Jewish on hot. <laughs> you ever you ever walk in oil oil in town? No, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I still party. It's such a Grenadian thing to walk in oil. <laughs> it's a lot. It's very intense. You really have to love the culture to go through that. Um, Monday night mass I like as well, but given the choice, yeah, we doing the sunset on the beach sunset. all day. Every day. Okay. Rum or wine? Neither. I don't drink alcohol. I can't because of my voice. Right, so right. I I usually do a um. Oh gosh, I can't remember the name. It's made with a with lime. Is it a mojito? A mojito, yeah. Yes, I drink mojitos without alcohol. And okay. I drink- Preserving the instrument, I love it. Yes. Yeah, well, I tell you, I tell you, this is all I have. This is what is going to afford me the success, my version of success in life. And, and, and yes, that, that, that cottage in the hill. <laughs> exactly. You, you and Dwayne, you and Dwayne Stevenson can. Hmm? You and Dwayne Stevenson can sing about your cottages. <laughs> <laughs> from a from a cottage in the grill, he said. <laughs> Oil down or burger and fries. Oil down. Oh wow! Okay. Would you believe I've only eaten a burger like two times in my life? Really? <laughs> yes. Not because I'm extra, extra healthy. I'm not. 
but just because the combination of meat and bread is is strange to me. So you don't eat sandwiches? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You just said that the combination of meat and bread is strange to me. Yeah, it is. That is a very strange statement to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I do not eat sandwiches, no. (laughs) Wow. You make me feel like that guy, the African guy in that meme. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The texture, it always makes me feel to throw up. Just the the combination of the textures, I don't know. It doesn't stay on my stomach. Oh, interesting. Man, you must not have had a good burger. Maybe I just haven't had a good burger. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You're probably right. And I like to try food with food. I'm I'm a a kind of a foodie. I try everything at least once. As you should. I can't think of many things that I haven't eaten before. Mm. When I was in South Africa, I ate this worm. This little black worm that they grilled and, and served with rice. Very interesting stuff. They grilled it. It was it was dead. It was grilled. They cleaned it out. They grilled it and served it with this sauce. It was kind of delicious. I'm about to say, how did it taste? It tasted great. <laughs> it's uh, like a kind of barbecue, but it was just a worm. I mean, I've had some interesting things, um, but never worms. <laughs> you know, one worm is like the size of your pinky finger. Oh, that's 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 big. Ooh, that's a big worm. Well, your pinky finger probably massive. I have no. a tiny one. <laughs> <laughs> I've had alligator. I've had. Qua- I've never had alligator. I've had quail eggs. I've had, yeah, interesting stuff. Frog legs. I mean, obviously, you know. You're a foodie too. I like interesting things, and, and if, if it's edible, I'll try it. You know. Yeah, I'll try it at least once. Uh, I I don't know if I could wrap my head around doing something like snake or something, but no. Okay, you know what? There are limits to this. I, I would hope so. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there are limits. Okay, let's just put that out there. <laughs> so, what's the next big thing for Sabrina Francis in your mind? In my mind, I want to really start expanding a little bit so with the kind of music that i do i think like in a sense i've gotten as much out of Grenada as i could get and i have them in my back pocket i know i want to reach across the aisle and have my music circulated in the uk which is why i'm starting off with doing the uk tour and then we'll do some bigger things come 2021 Mm, mm, 22. 2022. Lord have mercy. I'm, I'm missing a year of my life. Don't worry. A lot of us are. <laughs> 2019 is still last year. <laughs> now, we all know that you, wanna, you want to go uh, to your cottage in the hills of Grenada. Yes. But what is it when you are sitting on the porch of that cottage at 105 years old? What is that thing that you want to do that you'll sit back and reflect and say, hey, I wanted to do this and I did it? What is Sabrina Francis's ultimate goal? You're asking me some deep questions tonight. Well, this is the Planet 30 podcast. There was a time, <laughs> was a time when I used to say, you know, when I go to Africa, I'd feel like I've done it. Mm. You know, and I did that. 
So, but I still have, I'm, I'm only 27. So now I have to find another thing that I need to feel like I've done. And I would like to create, it's always been a dream of mine, but I've always been advised to hold off on it. I want to create a charity for young girls that be focused on many different things, but just the uplifting of the young women in the community. And I want to see that make a huge impact in Grenada. Mm-hmm. And I think once I've done that, I would feel like I've done it. What, what sorts of things would you like to provide for young girls? Mainly in the area of, obviously, physical things, like make sure that they have what they need as young women. But also in the area of self-confidence and building and growing women who are strong and have goals and ambitions and who could find balance in life, you know? Because when I look a lot of the times and I speak to a lot of the young girls, I, I get the sense that they feel lost and overwhelmed because I often get the feeling like our school system and everything's just not preparing them for life. Um, and so I'd like to take up the end of that, that slacking a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've been advised that, you know, get to a certain point before you could like help yourself before you want to help other people. But I want to, I want to kick that off very soon. Big heart, big voice, <laughs> Sabrina Francis. <laughs> Sabrina, this is a this is a section of the interview that yeah. where I this is a section of the interview where I strap on my spacesuit and I jump out into the atmosphere and I leave you all alone on planet thirty. Say whatever it is you want to the audience, whatever comes to mind, any advice, whatever. The planet is yours. Well, what I want to say to the planet thirty people, in case you ever hear me again, please go to my social media platforms and follow me on there. I'm on Facebook, Sabrina Francis Music, Instagram, Sabrina Francis Music, main ones. And I'm also on all of your music streaming platforms. Just search Sabrina Francis and see if you find a song that you like that could accommodate you or accompany you rather throughout your days. Mm. And to think I was going to ask about your contacts. Well, Sabrina, it is, Sabrina has been an absolute pleasure. It was very chill chatting with you today. I liked it. I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> and so, one more time, give us the pitch for the tour and the new album. Yes, we're heading on tour in November to the UK, Germany, and Switzerland. Find the venues and the dates on my website, sabrinafrancis.com. It's called The Million Moments Tour which is named after the EP that I'll be releasing in November called Million Moments, obviously. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I hope I'm back again sometime. You will be. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Planet 30. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OnPlanet30. Like us on Facebook.com slash Planet30. Our email address is OnPlanet30 at gmail.com. That's O-N-P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y 
at gmail.com. For more information about Planet 30, visit our website, planet30.com. That's P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30.